peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. Hey guys, welcome back. This is uh, chapter two of the Lunch and Learn series that we're running, where we're we're looking at breaking down exactly what the the Softly Conscious Warrior system is. Um, so this this chapter is is going to be the first dive into looking at the, the pillars separately. So the first pillar we're going to explore is, is going to be sleep. So this is episode one, where we're looking at just kind of breaking down what we know about sleep and, and trying to kind of have some conversation about how we can look to, to leverage it for, for future episodes. And I know me and George were just talking off air before we were starting about some of the kind of the crazy research he's been, he's been getting into and, and reading. So it'd be really cool to yeah, to kind of open up with with chat about some of that. Yeah, it's. I actually got to have a cool little uh, road trip the past few days. I had to go help move some family from California back out here to Salt Lake City. And you, when you when you drive like that, sometimes I like to just listen to podcasts the whole time or sit there with my own thoughts. But um, we knew we were going to be doing this this series, and I wanted to make sure that I was able to help bring not just value, but help bring some transferable type of examples to allow for us to go ahead and marry sleep and how we should look at it because of the fact that at times we do forget that hey sleep (laughs) is is something we take for granted and don't actually utilize as much and especially when it comes to the tactical community in the tactical community unfortunately sleep isn't a priority because you know the mission is the priority mission accomplishment is the priority and it doesn't matter what military unit you're in, fired, uh, what type of firefighter you are, law enforcement officer or a first responder. It doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that, hey, like we have to go ahead and do this job because it's, 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 it's my job. I've taken an oath. I've done whatever X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, sleep sometimes doesn't become, you know, the main thing we need because, again, the mission is a priority. So pretty much started diving into a little bit more of the sleep and kind of listening to a few podcasts yesterday on my drive back it was like a six hour drive. So I was able to listen to a few different podcasts. And if anybody doesn't know the drive podcast by Dr. PD, uh, Peter, Atia, I think I said that correctly. He's an MD. He does a lot of good podcasts on, you know, pretty much everything. And one, I was like, all right, well, you know, I know he's a valuable resource to go and talk, uh, to listen to. And he's a very open individual on social media too. So if you want to, if you were to reach out and ask questions, he's pretty responsive from, from what I've found. So he did a really good podcast with, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker. Mm, yep. yep. Right. Um, who wrote the book, uh, what was the name of that book again? Uh, why we yeah, sleep. why we sleep, and I really hadn't never really listened to him talk or or, or present you know his information. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, I haven't read the book, um, and I think it was because before his book came out, there was another book by Dr. Nick Littlehanes called uh, "The Myth of Eight Hours Sleeps and the Power of Naps." Is I think is I think is how it's the title of it. Okay, and we can we can get those. Yeah, we'll totally get sure. that there. But what opened the door for me when I, you know, when I came into sleep back in 2017 was I realized that I wasn't sleeping correctly. I wasn't sleeping enough. I was trying to get into endurance. I was, I had just gotten out from owning my gym. I had just gotten done, you know, being a, a, a honestly a full-time weightlifter. And, you know, I was a very sympathetic individual <laughs> during those time periods and I didn't sleep very well. And what I found was when I walked, when I sold my gym and I stopped focusing on, you know, just lifting all the time and I started kind of getting into endurance I noticed that one, 
you know, my sleep was okay, but I needed the extra sleep to let my body recover because I hadn't, hadn't been running, I don't know how many years. Um, I hadn't, you know, just done that thing. So I was like increasing volume. I was training multiple times a day. And it was just kind of one of those things where I was just, I didn't know, which led me to also playing around with nutrition, um, understanding CNS management, heart health, you know, started making the dive down to understanding like psychological state, you know, and how do we manipulate that? And it led to like, you know, how do I manage my my overall day-to-day lifestyle with all of this? Because it make it better, which opened the door for us, you know, for the conscious warrior system, which we talked about in the introduction. So I was like, all right, I'm, you know, I got two hours in the car. I'm gonna go and listen to what this guy has to say. And what was really cool about it was what caught my eye was COVID vaccinations. Because I have this, right now, you know, I've been, you know, work with athletes all the time. And what I, what I kept catching up on it with these patterns of these individuals are taking these, getting these, get the COVID vaccine and, you know, it's hitting them as if like they're, they're actually getting the virus, you know, lung capacity decreases, their sympathetic state increases, sleep starts to get kind of shitty. We start seeing elevated heart rates, HRVs way down, all of these things start to happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do we get them to recover faster is my idea behind that. And what they were looking at was how do we prevent the COVID vaccine from taking you down for so long, utilizing sleep. And I hadn't thought about it. I was like, oh, sleep will help increase immune function and the immune system to then help fight off whatever kind of viruses are, are, you know, not good stressors that cause our bodies to go into a sympathetic state. It would have a better way to fight back. And I was like, interesting. So when I started thinking about it, it led me down into the ideas of, You know, when I'm training for a hundred mile race, I'm going to be moving for 24 to 30, 36 hours at a time with no sleep. And I was like, well, how am I going to go get myself set up to go ahead and and do these kinds of things? And I kind of looked at it from a perspective. It's like, well, what was I doing when I was in the military preparing for a 48 hour patrol, a five day patrol where I know my sleep's going to be really shitty my headspace was like, well, start sleeping like shit and keeping, staying awake and all these other things so that you can go ahead and, uh, be ready to do it. And I look back at that and that was probably the worst thing I could have done for myself. <laughs> yeah. But I know from, from kind of firsthand experience, um, with like, so my, my role back in the UK, we worked a bit with the the survival side of things with particularly with air crew. And when the, when the pilots used to go off and have to do their, um, their kind of, you, you guys have seer school as well. Don't right. you? Yeah. So when they, when they used to go off and do that, the tradition was that the course starts on the Monday morning, they go out and have one too many on the Sunday night. So the Monday morning, they feel terrible, but the the mindset is that, well, you're not going to feel any worse than you do Monday morning. So like as the, <laughs> as the week goes on, things are going to pick up. Um, yes. Yeah, sorry, George, back to no, you. No, man. But that's the funny part is like, that's the stigma. That's the perspective in the, in it's cultural it's the norms, cultural norms you know? And it's like, no, man, that's way abnormal. No one told us the difference from that. Um, but I did it too. So, you know, I started thinking, I was like, well, I can't do that to myself. And uh, Wams, Jim Walmsley had just dropped out of UTB or, or UTMB, which is like a big time ultra race up in uh, Chimney, France. Okay. And it's one of the big like races and Americans and everything. It's a really gritty race, but he fell out because of sleep deprivation. Mm. And it led me down to like the rabbit hole of like reading research on like, what is, how do we go ahead and increase our, our, our ability to keep sleep deprivation away, right? So where it doesn't hit us as hard. Um, and it started talking about this idea of sleep banking and, okay. you know, I had already f- started playing around with my sleep before that already because of that book with, uh, Dr. Nick Littlehaines and a lot of it just really started putting me more and I'm like, Hey, look, they talked about this, this 
90 minute phases of sleep. And I can get the technical term, I think it's uh, biphasic sleep cycles. Oh, like biphasic yep, correct. cycles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said something with like palophasic sleeping cycles or something like that as well. Okay. It was really weird. Um, so I started looking at my sleep into 90 minutes uh, increments, meaning that, okay, cool. In my age right now, it takes about 75 to 90 minutes to go through a full cycle of sleep, you know, from non-REM to REM. And, you know, which is rapid eye movement and non-rapid eye movement. And I kind of started focusing, okay, cool. Let me just go ahead and start sleeping in cycles or focusing on how I want to look at that. Well, that started getting a little bit better. I was doing some ultra endurance and I did for a month. I did for, for two weeks, bro. I started sleeping in 90 minute periods throughout the night. Okay. And, and, and what I was doing was, was I was going ahead and what I ended up realizing off the podcast and to bring some more information to this was that I was already sleeping really horribly. So what I did was I just started creating myself to be more, uh, more tired with these 90 minute sleep mm. cycles that I was doing. So, so you waking yourself up after 90 yeah, minutes? Is that what yeah. you, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So what I would, the way I did it and the way they talked about it was like, Hey, you know, you back plan, you back plan. What time do you want to wake up? You back plan from there. And that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, cool. I know what back planning is. I do it in the military. That's how we fucking prep for patrols. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I ended up focusing on was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and sleep in these 90 minute increments for the next week. And let's see what happens okay. at nighttime. And then during the day I would do my normal stuff, but I'll take a 30 minute, I'll take a 90 minute nap between like one to two 30 is when I would do it and I only sleep for 30 for 90 minutes and that is it. So I set my schedule up that way. What I didn't realize and I learned yesterday on the podcast is this this idea of sleep pressure. And you probably know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And and I understood what sleep tiredness was, but when he said sleep pressure, I was like, that's mm. simpler way to look at it. And it was really cool to hear again going back to Matthew Walker, he speaks in this very elegant manner and he's very He's very visual when he speaks and he creates, you know, these ideas. And I was just mind blown by it and very impressed on how he was able to, you know, manufacture these, these high level concepts and just simplify it over a, a conversation. And it was just, it mind blown me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always a sign of, of someone who really knows their craft, isn't it? When you can take concepts that are kind of super complicated and, and kind of out there and then make it like, like we kind of talk about making it really accessible and really understandable. Um, Dude, and that was that's... that was the big part about it. So, you know, going back to that time period and learning how to understand what sleep banking was and how I can create this idea before I even got there, I had to fix my sleep. So what Matthew Walker talked about, and he goes, you know, a lot of people will try and fix people's sleep who's having trouble sleeping by telling them to go to bed earlier and telling them to do these things. He's like, what I do to patients and, to, and when I help with people who I work with, he's like, I actually make them stay up longer. Yeah, it sounds so counterintuitive, doesn't it, <laughs> compared to everything you've ever been told. A hundred percent. And when he go ahead and starts tying this idea of sleep pressure and the way we, we can look at it is, you know, let's say on one side you have tiredness, the other side you have a weakness, right? And what happens is you wake up in the morning from sleep and you have a, a high level of awakeness. As the day it starts to go away and guess what increases? Tiredness. And that's your sleep mm. pressure. So yeah. what happens is, is you start to overfill it. And what he was saying, he's like, yeah, so we're just pushing it to the max because they might sleep for four hours. So our three hours here and there. So it never really, really overfills. So I was like, interesting. He's like, so by keeping them awake longer, we can start now hitting that, that yeah. pressure to where it's too much to where they have to sleep, where their body mm -hmm. naturally just is sleeps. It, adenosine? it is again a scene. I think it's like the adenosine rising. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. And it's just which which kind of just to to sort of again, this is something that we, we me and George always get really excited about when we talk about the or when we look at the conscious warrior stuff, is we'll be we'll be investigating like we'll each be looking at say a separate pillar, so sleep and nutrition or sleep and exercise or something like that. And the deeper we're digging into this stuff, the more we're seeing the links like between the pillars, how how like these different disciplines really support each yeah. other. So we we know that like this, this sleep pressure that's caused by adenosine, adenosine without this going into like a super geeky <laughs> biochem lecture is one of the, like the chemicals that's kind of given off just through metabolism. So just right. through, through the, the body functioning. Um, and a, a big part of it, if people have come across this idea of ATP, so ATP in the muscle, like breaking down to ADP and yeah, <laughs> let's leave that be. But, but this idea that things like like um, like physical exercise, particularly low level, long distance, steady endurance work, that can help bring that that level of adenosine up. Which then we know from from looking at things through the sleep pillar, the sleep lens, that helps to cause that that sleep pressure that, that George is talking about. Yeah, and so and it's and that's the, the it's crazy you point the idea out like you know physical activity, utilizing low aerobic training to go ahead and. And limit the amount of ATP in the system because prior to the show we talked about you know got a family member who who's who has cancer for a quiet time she just got a little bit it just it returned after another you know it's been returning every four to five years and I kind of started looking into that who I am and just like again we talked about on the show is like okay cool how do we look at that as well as like what's going on how do we create variability to create adaptation so it can evolve so she can become healthier and make some stuff you know better in terms of how we can go ahead and manage this plus whatever she's going to do with her doctors. Um, again, because the, the idea of the conscious warrior system, we talk about it, right? It's the human first. So no matter what it is, so it was going back to the idea of sleep and we look at diseases like cancer, diabetes, um, when we look at mental health diseases and those kinds of things, we have to understand that that sleep is probably going to be the greatest thing that we can go ahead and do to help us prevent any of those things. But the problem, though, is, is how do we go ahead and do that, right? Like, where is the magic at to make that happen? Everyone's chasing the outcome. No one's understanding, like, hey, there's some work that needs to be done here um, to do so. And that's what I really found out when I started trying to fix my sleep back in 2017 because I needed to go ahead and get myself healthier because I knew what I was going to be doing. And you're right, that low-level endurance work that I added in only aided in my ability to get back to normal sleeping, reset my circadian rhythm, teaching my system how to go through REM sleep, how to go ahead and not utilize different types of medicines, you know, or, or, you know, or alcohol and like, which I don't drink, but it's one of those things was like, okay, cool. Knowing those don't things go, go in an hour and a half to two hours prior to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Hey, mm -hmm. your consistency with sleep needs to happen. Oh, Hey, you need to understand that you need to get through, you know, these phases of sleep to help you sleep. Don't fall. Don't wake up in the middle of a 90 minute cycle. Don't wake up at the beginning at their like right in the middle of a like a 90 minute cycle on the front end or back end because you're going to wake up with sleep inertia so it was like oh yeah that kind of grogginess yeah and, right yeah. it's like sleep drunk pretty much what it is yeah yeah it's like okay cool because that ends up re realistically hurting us and, and, and it's not helpful for us so it's like okay cool well, i know that stuff now oh start getting rid of artificial light all of these things that it just seemed like it's all in my control um open yeah. the door realistically to being like oh okay cool so i can fix this the reason why it was messed up in the beginning was because of the way I had to live my lifestyle to my job and I continued doing it. And, and for an example, another story, you know, I used to patrol and work so much at nighttime in Afghanistan that when we would come back from these missions for a week or whatever else and go back out, I would have to stay on that nighttime sleep op, the sleep 
yeah. uh, pattern. But like jet lag almost. Yeah, I, I would never go back to trying to sleep, you know, through the night to the day. I literally just had to go ahead and do that. And luckily, you know, some of the the, the tents that we slept in or, or, you know, the little tiny um, shacks that we slept in were all dark. So we would be able to, again, get pure darkness in there to give us that ability to be like, okay, cool, I can sleep from eight o'clock in the morning until you know, four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever else, and then get my day started and then do it all over again. Because that was what kind of what we did somewhat on our Mm -hmm. deployments, you know, when we were actually patrolling, not inside the the fob of of Leatherneck or, you know, when we were back at, you know, five points in Afghanistan, we weren't in these areas. It was like, okay, cool. We got to keep this pattern because that's how we operate when we're living out of these houses and patrolling and doing these things is cool. That's what we need to do. So, yeah, I was just going to say, we know that's super common in the, in the tactical community, be it like, like you guys kind of kicking indoors at 3am, but also the, the police officer Correct. or the kind of EMT who are, who are for years and years and years on like these kind of rotating shifts and, and working and operating at night. Um, so we know, again, going back to kind of cultural norms, we, we know that it's something that, that happens. And, and that was the big part about it, right? It's like, so understanding that, okay, cool, I need pure darkness so I can get really good sleep because it's what's going to help elick this response in my brain to go ahead and help sleep. So it was like, all right, cool. Well, then it opened the door to like, what, what kind of chrono uh, chron- chronotype am I? You know, what kind of sleeper am I? Am I am, am I AM person or am I a PM person or am I in between? And I, I learned about that too in 2017. So going back to, you know, <laughs> Matthew Walker communicating about it, it was cool to really see how like those things had just naturally just grown already, but how we've, how we're like implementing these things to make things, you know, have this, this impact on someone's life to be like, Hey, look, if you just start being more consistent with your sleep, I don't care if you go to bed at midnight and you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, I just need you to be consistent with that. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, like in, in anything like nutrition, again, all these links, things like nutrition and training, something is normally better than nothing. So as long as we're like taking that one step forwards, it like you said, as long as there's some consistency, that's that's better than well, like not doing anything. And I know we've talked about a lot of stuff here with sleep from different angles and different perspectives. But the biggest question I always get with, with working with the tattoo community is how do I sleep for the nighttime? How hmm. do I, how do I, how do I, get my sleep better so I can work at night or because I'm a night shift person. And the simple thing is, is like, it's the very same thing you would do it at nighttime. It's consistency, yeah. right? It's having a sleep hygiene plan going into your night, into your morning routine or into your, into your sleep plan. And then it's having a, a sleep hygiene plan after you wake up that keeps it consistent on, on all of those ends. You go ahead and do that for the daytime for yourself. That means if you work from again, 10 PM till six or 5 PM or, whatever else, then you know, like, okay, cool. My bedtime for the day is going to be nine, 9 AM. And I'm going to sleep from 9 AM for, you know, from anywhere between six to seven and a half hours. Right. And that's, that's a good cycle to hit with 90 minute increments. Boom. I'm going to get that. Awesome. Now I wake up and I start my day again. So all you're doing is just, again, building that consistency just for the daytime. And then mm. when we start, and you come off that shift, how do we fix that? Cause now it's hard to sleep at nighttime. And if you can, you start slowly moving that stuff up to make adjustments, but you got to keep that consistency. And that was the biggest thing I realized was like, oh no, that answer is a very simple answer. And it's just like, how would you do it if you're going to bed at nighttime? Yeah. Yeah. I I suppose that's kind of like we've talked about before. Simple isn't necessarily easy. Correct. Correct. Right. Cause it's not easy. I understand that you're like, oh, you want me to go ahead and do what? Yeah. It's hard. It it sucks. It takes some work sometimes on our end. Mm. Um, It's not just kind of given to us. So 
I'm really excited about this whole show, brother. Um, you know, especially this this chapter. Um, sleep is probably one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves. I know nutrition and all those other things, but if we can start kind of getting this sleep um, and actually get this communication talked about in the community and 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 in terms of just the softy community and and you know the health and wellness community of understanding. I know it's being pushed already, but the idea that it's not about the outcome of your sleep or you're trying to chase the sleep. It's like, hey, no. The goal is to be consistent with your sleep. It doesn't matter if you're going to sleep at midnight. You need to have six and a half or six to seven and a half hours of sleep a night, no matter what. So understand that if you have to go to bed, if you're going to bed at midnight and you have to be up at five, that's not going to give you your sleep. So you might have to adjust that. Mm. You know, it's yeah. it, it's yeah. it's just one of those things where it's just at the end of the day, it's on us. And I understand that sometimes it's really hard to do those things. But again, if you build consistency and you have the proper ways to shut your system down, you know, it's like coming down for a landing. You know, you need that that landing aspect. And the same thing when you wake up, it's like going into takeoff and then you level out for the day. It's the same idea here. You need to start um, start landing as you get ready for, for, for nighttime sleep or your, your daytime sleep because you're on a nighttime shift. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we, we like we know we can make change in the in kind of touch community. We've we've done a really good job. I say we, like as in the whole community, has done a really good job now where we're starting to recognize that maybe you shouldn't just do low carriage three hours a day, every day as you're training. Maybe you shouldn't kind of smoke yourself all the time in the gym. We, we're kind of getting there and we're kind of getting there with nutrition where we're, we're sort of coming away from just chugging monsters all the time yeah. and things like that. And I think sleep is probably the, the one that, again, just because of the cultural norms within the, the community, sleep's probably the one that we've, we've yet to leverage maximally. And it's the one that can offer like the most potential to, to affect change. So I think that like the ramifications for, for this within this community specifically are ridiculous. So the more kind of the more momentum we can get behind this, the, the better really. Um, so super exciting. So with, with how this, this series is or how this chapter is set up, just like the previous chapter, um, uh, sorry, episode two. So the next episode that you you guys are going to get, we're going to be specifically looking at, at kind of sleep and how it how it works, and and how it's relevant within the tad community. And then episode three will be our, our kind of our usual wrap up and roundup. And these are your take homes. These are the things you can you can kind of implement today. Awesome! I'm looking forward to it, guys. Um, if you guys have any any questions on some of the topics we talked about today, especially um, the whole idea of the COVID vaccine and how do we set ourselves up. Um, for the best success for it, you know, that was a big thing that we ended up, you know, Matt and I talked about as well as, you know, how do we go ahead and keep these, keep everyone healthy in terms of utilizing sleep. So I'm excited about sharing this into the tattoo community. I'm excited about, you know, just talking about this topic in general. So uh, thanks, 